1: Welcome to the Girl CEO Podcast, the playground for female entrepreneurs. My name is Ronnie Brown, and I'm the author of Amazon's best-selling book, From Mopping Floors to Make Millions, and was once a team mom turned millionaire business mentor. I created my Girl CEO community for women like you. Girl CO, you are a trailblazer, a creative, an innovator, a boss, and a woman who knows that she deserves more. Join me each week while we uncover what it truly takes to be your own boss and become a successful Girl CEO. And don't worry, sis, I got you. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Girl CEO podcast, the playground for female entrepreneurs. I'm so excited to have one of my favorite realtors here today because she has a story that is out of this world. Um, one thing about her that's going to blow your mind is just how much she has accomplished in such a short period of time. Um, Amanda, go ahead and introduce yourself to everyone, and let's get this party started.
0: Cool. Hey guys, I am Amanda Stapleton, real estate broker here out in Chicago, real estate developer. Um, I got into the industry at the age of 19 years old. I started off as a leasing agent for a few years and then I transitioned over to becoming a real estate sales broker. So it is going on about a good, what, eight, nine years? Going on nine years, okay? So it's been a long journey and I just can't wait to just, should I dive in now or how do you, okay. <laughs> but yes, that's pretty much my spiel so far. All right. So tell everyone how old you are. So I am, well, I just turned 29. I just had a birthday um, a few days ago. So I just turned 29.
1: Love it. And how did you get started? Tell us a little bit about where you grew up um, at and, and what that looked like for you growing up in the environment.
0: Yeah. So, um, I grew up on the South side of Chicago. Um, I went to school, elementary school in Englewood. I went to high school in the Woodlawn area, which is a very popular area here on the South side of Chicago. Um, I'm going to be honest with you, you know, my upbringing, it, it wasn't that bad, you know, but however, my environment just wasn't the best. Um, I got into the industry, I want to say it had to just be destined or God's plan, because at that time, I was about seven months pregnant, okay? Um, I was a freshman in college. Honestly, I had literally just dropped out of college because I had to be on bed rest because I had a high-risk pregnancy. So um, at that time, I had literally just left my job at the city of Chicago. So I worked for the city of Chicago at the age of um, 16, all the way to about 19 years old. And um I left that job. Of course I'm on bed rest for high risk pregnancy. My mom at that time was looking for a home and her realtor her realtor at the time, uh my mom was having a conversation with her realtor and she was like my daughter is looking for a job. She loves real estate. She wants to be in real estate and I was so embarrassed because of course I'm a grown ass woman and my mom is trying to get me a job but thank God, you know, for my mom just mothering because that opportunity just kind of led me to today um i started off as a leasing agent and for many people who don't know what that is you are leasing apartments so my office i actually started at a small um small black owned farm It's like a boutique office and we were located in the heart of south shore so you know just to give you a little background south shore (laughs) is pretty much it is a rough neighborhood. It's the east side of Chicago. And just to get you guys a little bit more familiar, rapper Lil Herb is actually from, from um, east side of Chicago. So it's just a whole bunch going on over there. So I was leasing units over in that pocket for a few years. And those apartments like studios would run for like 450. Um, one bedrooms would run for like 650. So in order for you to actually make money, you would have to literally lease out about 10, 12 plus units in order for it to even make sense. So it was absolutely a hustle. And when I seen, you know, hey, I can do this and I'm working in a low income environment, just imagine how well I'll turn up, you know, in a more luxury um, neighborhood. And honestly, I just start expanding my horizons. And then, you know, I just somehow got into sales. So It has been crazy. It has been crazy. It has been a long journey and I've learned so much. And I would say, um, one of the most challenging things for me as a young woman getting into this business at 19 years old, just not having that true guidance, not having mentorship. I did not get my first mentor until I was about the age of 26 years old. I got into this industry, which is a male dominated industry. And I didn't have no woman to, you know, reach down and, you know, kind of give me the game and give me guidance. But um, a few men in the industry did kind of take me under their wing after a while and showed me the ropes. So, And how old were you when you got into real estate, Amanda? 19. I was 19 years old.
1: How important do you think it is for younger women to get involved in real estate?
0: I think it's super important and not even just women. I think men and women need to immediately at the age of 18, you can buy your first property. So I would say um, the moment you kind of get out of high school, you want to start working on credit. You want to start knowing which direction you are going to go into career wise. I know a lot of people think that they have so much time on their hands and you actually don't. Like time flies. I am 29 now and I was just 19 years old getting into this industry. So it's very, very important.
1: Love it. And where was there ever a time where you say, you know, will I pass my real estate exam?
0: Were you nervous? Um, do you think that it was a hard thing to accomplish? Listen, that real estate exam broke me down. Okay. Like it was almost to the point where I'm like, I'm about to give up because this is stressing me out too bad. So with the real estate board here in Illinois, you get four chances to pass the test. And after that fourth um time, you have to retake the entire class now the the um the length for the class is about oh my God, I think eight to ten weeks, so I end up failing the real estate test four times, Ronnie, and I had to retake the entire class all over again, and it it was it was really I just felt so depleted, I felt so. I I just felt like I I was not, I was not going to be able to pass this test. Like it was so much going on. I was a new mom, you know? And then also at that time, of course, if I'm working commission based, you still have to make money. So it was just so much, but I prayed on it. Like I said, I had to take that class over. And a lot of people don't understand that it does not matter how many times you had to take that test. Cause I know people that passed on the first try and is not as successful in this business. So it took me five times, five times to take that test.
1: Love it. And for the people who are listening to this who are growing up in, you know, rough environments, the South Side of Chicago is no joke, right? I think everyone knows that, especially if you are into hip hop and you're paying close attention to everything that continues to go on there. You know, what would you say to people who are in that environment who want more for themselves, who wanna be um
0: successful how important is
1: exposure
0: so i would say this let me first let me first start by saying that my environment is um i use that as a tool for me to really you know expose myself to more and how i did that was of course if you're growing up around drug activity you know gang violence and people getting killed at such a very young age I just wanted more for myself. So what I was doing at that time is I was just getting involved in different. They used to have this thing called After School Matters, okay, in high school. And After School Matters, you can take on like a apprentice or internship, but it was paid. And they had like different um, industries that you can do. You can do like radio hosts, you can do um, real estate, you can do carpentry, many, many things. But I would say you do not have to become a product of your environment. Like there is um, there are so many programs out here, honestly, that, you know, um, have mentorships and um, different after school programs. So I think that's very, very important. And just finding somebody that you can talk to that has the things you want out of life. I think that's very important. We got to stop getting advice from people that have not been where we want to go. And that that has always been my mindset as a as a kid. If you do not have the things I want or if you are not in the position that I want to be in, I'm not going to listen to you. So, of course, I was very, very rebellious as a kid because I'm not listening to if it don't make sense.
1: (laughs) And how intentional have you been now with getting around other successful real estate agents and investors?
0: I'm very intentional because I do understand that um, my sphere and the people that I'm around every single day has a big, big impact on my life. And I was just talking to a good friend about this. And I think that we don't understand how having certain people around us will start unconsciously doing things and picking up bad habits. So what I try to do is um, I try to definitely stay around people that keeps me motivated. Of course, I have those that keeps me grounded, but I try to be around people that uh, makes me challenge myself. I think that's very important because if I was not around that, it would not become my everyday norm, you know? So in order for me to make that normal, you know, people making six, seven figures, I have to be around those people that's doing that.
1: Love it. And one of the things that I'm really interested in is I've been seeing you doing a lot of real estate investing. And I know my audience is really big with trying to figure out ways to... You know start their real estate investing career because you know you don't always have to go get your real estate license and so and show houses and mm-hmm. you know be a real estate agent you can actually go into an investment direction and diversify your portfolio in a different way so let's talk a little bit about that amanda you are really big on showing people how to Uh, achieve their investing dreams as a real estate investor. You've been doing it a lot lately. Um, Let's just talk about some of the myths that we hear uh, as far as you not being able to start an investor, being start as an investor um, with a million dollars. Like everyone thinks, oh, you got to have a million dollars or $500,000 or a hundred thousand dollars to be a real estate investor. Can you bust a few myths for us, but also tell us, you know, three to four things that you wish you would have known before you got into real estate investing or something that you would have known a little sooner?
0: Okay. So first thing is you do not need a real estate license to become an investor. I get, I, I honestly feel like that's the most common question that I get or the most common statement that people make. You know, I want to get into investing, but I think it'll be good if I get my real estate license. Most of my investors are licensed real estate professionals but they still use me because I am out here in the real estate field day to day. You know, If you're not actively doing this on a day to day, you having that license won't mean anything. Um, Number two would be, you absolutely don't need to have a million dollars. Well, you don't need to have a lot of money in the bank account in order to buy your first property. There has been so many grant programs out here. You got the uh, veterans um, financing. Um, You have the IDA program, which helps you up to $7,500 down payment Um, there. And then there was also um, a program that I've seen in many states for first responders and people who are I can't even think of um, what that name is. But if you are a nurse, if you are a teacher, uh, if you are a police officer, there were um, grants and programs out for that. Um honestly there's there's always some grants out there. You just have to truly truly do your research. Um another third one is um you listen, going to your local bank like Chase Bank and um Bank of America, that's not who you want to get financing through. Credit unions are good. Um companies that are a absolute mortgage company, okay? Those are the banks that you want to go through. I think places like Chase, Bank of America, you know, your local banks are not good places to actually go and get um, financing through because they do not have all the up to date um, resources for grants and different programs. Also, I have seen that their interest rates are much higher. Um, Another thing would be, listen, cash under the mattress is not going to get it. You need to have an established bank account. Um, when you are getting that pre-approval letter, they're going to want to see an active bank account with money in there for at least six months. So you must have an active bank account. Also, you do not have to be a W-2 employee, self, um, self-employed, self whether you are a hairstylist, um, business owner, whatever. You also can get financing, but you have to file your taxes. Your last two years of tax returns uh, is very important, and you cannot do a ton of write offs okay? A ton of write-offs will get you no pre-approval or very low pre-approval. And I have one more thing to add. Um, When you are buying a multifamily property, you can use 75% of that income of that multifamily and add to your income. So if you are making about $30,000 a year and that multifamily potential income is about uh, $36,000 for the year, you can add that and that's $66,000 That can go towards your um, pre approval that they would approve you um, for. So, 66,000 can probably get you about 300 plus thousand um, pre approval. So, those are the myths that I would absolutely like to break.
1: Best friends, when it comes to weight loss, I have personally tried it all. I did keto. I even decided to go vegan before, did some meal plans, some workout routines. And the truth is, It is just so difficult to figure out what works for you when there are just so many different things being thrown at you in the wellness industry, right? There is no need to try to take on a whole mountain of wellness at once. The truth is you just need to start where you are. Personally, I had a goal to lose about 15 to 20 pounds. Due to the quarantine weight, I had put on so much extra fat And I was looking at myself like, who in the heck is this person? I started to use Noom and so much has changed. The way I shop for my food, me understanding my cravings, not seeing certain food as bad foods, and also because of Noom and the way that they educate you on the foods and how you're eating, you just make better decisions overall. One of the things I like about the app is that it just gives you momentum to make the right choices. It breaks down the why behind you should make better decisions. And that has really motivated me along the way. I love the program. I love the milestones. And I love the audio version that it gives you to kind of give you that prep talk every single day that you log on. So I want to stress, guys, There are millions of different programs out here, but Noom has personally made such a big difference to me. All right. You know, a healthier life doesn't mean that you have to stick to these rules and just focus on what you can and cannot eat. It just means that we just have to make smarter choices and have more sustainable habits. You know, everybody's journey looks different. Noom believes it's about progress and not perfection. And that's what I really love about them. 75% of the Noom users, they actually finished a program. And Noom has published over 30 peer-reviewed scientific journal articles about the science that goes into their approach to helping people achieve a healthier way of life. With Noom, taking care of your health is empowering instead of stress-inducing, okay? So there is no need to fear running the whole program with one off day, Noom will help you get back on track. All you all need is 10 minutes a day. Noom fits in your life and on your terms. No grueling early morning or huge chunks out of your day. All right? Start building better habits for healthier long-term results. Sign up for your trial at Noom.com slash girlceo. That's Noom.com slash girlceo
0: the, I think you asked me three things that I wish I would have known before investing into real estate. The first thing would be, um, understanding that the credit score is very important, but your debt to income ratio is even more important. You can have a 700 credit score, but if you have more debt than you actually have, Income that will absolutely lower your chances of getting a pre approval or absolutely getting a decent pre approval. Um, Another thing would be What would another thing be Another thing would be is that Just because a property is dirt cheap does not mean it's a good deal. I get so many people who send me Zillow and Redfin and say, hey, this property is for 10000 This property is for $20,000. i am going to buy this just because it's, you know, it's cheap. It's a fairly good price. Some of those houses that are like $10,000, 20000 need to be knocked down and rebuilt. Some of them, you cannot rehab them. It's really just one of those situations where you really just have to start over. So every low number does not guarantee you that it's going to be a good deal. Um, And the third thing would be, the bigger the property, the better, um, I'm sorry, the bigger, the more units, the bigger the income. Initially, when I first got into this business, I wanted to really just focus on two flats and three flats because I was told by so many people, if you get a four unit, or anything larger than that is gonna to be too much that um, it's gonna be, you're not gonna be able to handle it. And I realized that there's so many different things out here um, that can provide you resources to help you maintain these buildings. And that's what we're gonna talk about a little later.
1: Love it, love it. And let's kind of talk about as far as credit, because you know one of the most important things when it comes to buying uh, a property or an investment property is having good credit. What are some ways that the, our listeners and our girl CEOs can, you know, go about improving their credit themselves?
0: Um, I would definitely say filing bankruptcy is not the way to go. Um, however, I would say paying those credit card bills on time, um, not maxing those credit cards out. Um, I would also say if you can get on as an authorized user. With someone that has a decent credit limit, that will be very helpful. Um, I would also say partnering with the credit union um, will be very good as well. Amanda, um, can I jump in real quick? Let's talk
1: about that. I, I love that you said that um, getting on with someone as an authorized user to increase your own credit. What does that look like? how how are you even able to do that? What if, you know, for the listeners who are clueless, who may
0: not have even known that that was an option? Let's let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah, sure. So of course you would wanna get on with someone that you trust. So if someone, so say for example, if you have a friend or family member or a significant other, and they have a pretty decent credit limit and they have good credit history with this particular um, bank or, you know, whatever credit card source that they have, they can actually call in and add you on as an authorized user, which means that as this person is paying their payments on time, now your credit will be affected sorry, your credit will be affected in a positive way. so it's really simple it's 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 just as simple as calling into the um whatever credit card or bank that you're banking with and literally just adding you on. so that means that all of the uh, positive impacts um you know from that particular card will start being affected on your credit in a positive way.
1: Love it. Love that. And and how soon do people typically start to see results after
0: something like that? I would say probably in the first 30 to 60 days. 30 to 60. Love days. it. Love it. And and let me just say this.
1: Um Amanda, you know, you kind of jumped out there and and got into investing. What are some things that you did to prepare or to get knowledge and tools and resources in that area because i'm sure you know it's not easy you know are there any things that people need to
0: know before considering um investing so i do want to say this real estate is an absolute gamble there's no 100 percent guarantee on anything real estate related however um I'm going to be honest with you. You know, I was a new broker at the time and I I wasn't the type to, you know, want to get on YouTube and read all of these books because I felt like that would only overwhelm myself. I think the best thing to do is to partner with the professional who understands that world. And here's the thing, you have real estate brokers out here, but not every real estate broker is experienced in the investing or multifamily world. So I actually end up partnering with a um experienced real estate agent at that time he actually owned oh my god probably over 30 doors so of course that was somebody that you know came out with me and he looked at the properties even though he was really just there for more support because my mind was already made up i ended up buying my first property in one of the neighborhoods that i grew up in and i was sold from there but understand that this is all a numbers thing when you're buying investment property it's not a sentimental or anything personal and what i mean by that is you cannot look for an investment property like you're looking for your dream home honestly it's probably not going to be in your ideal neighborhood it's not going to have your ideal finishes but the main concern should be the financials and honestly as long as the financials and the return is good and the property can pass you know city inspections or you know whatever um, financing you have FHA, BA, or conventional, um, as long as it can pass those appraisal inspections, then it's definitely good to go. But financials are priority. And then that's when you start looking at, um, you know, the, um, the condition of the property. Love it. Love it. Best friends,
1: Daylight Slaving Time is officially here and it gives us more reasons to stay in our bed and relax. Well, I remember when I didn't even want to be in my bed because my back was killing me. I woke up in pain and I absolutely hated this hard, crunchy mattress that I was sleeping on. Well, everything changed once I got my sleep number bed. My sleep number is 35 and I have never slept more comfortable in my life. The bed literally sits me up, lays me back. I can set timers. It warms my feet. Heck, I even got some additional accessories that cools my bed down even if I get hot. And it's nothing like the winter coming around and it's freezing cold outside and you can heat your bed up so that you're not cold when you wake up in the morning so you can get down to business. Anyway, if you are looking to get a bed that will change your life, best friends, back pain to all my mamas listening. If you have back pain, go get you a sleep number and thank me later. Now through December the 31st, listeners of my Girl CEO podcast can save an additional $100 off any Sleep Number 360 smart bed. Go to sleepnumber.com forward slash Girl CEO for more information and to sign up for this special offer. Discover what proven quality sleep can do for you today. And one of the things that I hear people say is the hardest thing that you're going to run into with real estate
0: investing is finding a good general contractor. Is that true, Amanda? That's <laughs> very true. And I'm going to give you guys, listen, um, my second project, I had a contractor run off for like $17,000 of my money. And I'm going to tell what? you. Hold on, hold on. Let's, let's run it. Let's say that one more time. Let's say that one more time, Amanda. <laughs> my second project, I had an investor run off with $17,000 of my money. And I'm going to tell you some of the notes, some of the things that please do not never do. I do not agree with paying a contractor half up front. Um, and honestly, I you you do always want to have a contract put in place where you have your expectation dates of when things will be finished. You know, um, also just outlining, will it be a weekly pay? Will it be an hourly pay? Um, And also just understanding um, what would be the real timeline to finish the entire project. My second project, you know, I I actually ended up hiring the guys from my first project and I was very comfortable. You know, I'm running around in the real estate industry focused on my buyers and my sellers when I kind of put my project on a back burner because I'm like, okay, my guys, they're going to handle it. They're gonna take care of it, and um, I was not checking on my property daily. I would like pop in every week or every two weeks, which is a no no. Now I'm at a point where I'm gonna pop in every day or every other day, or I'm gonna send somebody that you know I can trust that can pop in and just make sure things are getting done. Long story short is um, one day I just woke up and I'm calling my head contractor um just for updates. I didn't get an answer. I didn't get a text back. So I'm noticing days and days are going by and he's still not responding back to me. Now, mind you, I had paid this guy some money up front. I'm paying him weekly and this project I want to say is about 40% done. So at this point I'm, 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 I didn't gave this guy way more money than what he should have gotten. And it wasn't even that wasn't even that amount of work that was completed. This guy just fell off the face of the earth and it was it was a horrible time for me because, you know, just losing all of that money and then having to, you know, rehire whole new guys and, you know, basically having, having to add that to my expenses, thank God that I was able to find a project where even after I sold it, I was still able to profit from that deal. But I would say be very careful and do not pay any type of big, large amounts upfront. That's a no-no. Wow. Wow. Well, you know, one of the things that I admire
1: about you is your tenacity and your willingness to continue to, you know, do these investment properties. I know that you just did another one. So what, you know, the biggest thing that I want everyone to kind of take from that is that she went through this hardship, but she did not allow that to stop her from continuing to do the flips and the investment properties that you're working on. So, you know, sometimes we go through hardship and we take losses in business and we allow us to discourage us and we never come back um and, and give it another shot but what yeah. i love even more amanda is that not only have you continued to move forward you're also now teaching others how to do the same can you take a moment to tell us about your new program
0: yes yes so of course after all of these mistakes that i've made that i've learned um over the years they were just learning lessons. Now that I've learned these things, what I am doing, and I have put together a training module to walk um, you know, potential or um aspiring investors or flippers through step by step on how to successfully, you know, buy a property, a buy and hold, and um you know, and have that passive income coming in every single month with no type of delays or no type of hiccups. And that's what we put together. So basically. The program is going to outline every single thing, every single step. You're going to have detailed videos. Uh, The program is actually going to be released. The official release date is going to be November the 10th. But the pre-sale tickets are now available in my um, bio at my Instagram at Amanda Stapleton underscore. Love it, and guys, for everyone listening, uh, you can actually grab
1: the link in our show notes. So if you scroll down in our show notes, we're gonna have a link there that you can click on, and it'll take you directly to it. Um, Amanda, thank you so much for being on the Girl CEO Podcast today for sharing your knowledge and your wisdom. Um, can you one more time tell everyone your Instagram page and where they can come follow you at?
0: Yes. Yeah, so my Instagram is Amanda Stapleton underscore. Also, I have a team um real estate page, which is Amanda Stapleton and Affiliate. Thank you so much, Ronnie. You are amazing. I love everything that you're doing. You have definitely put you you have definitely enlightened me on a few things. And I truly, truly appreciate you.
1: Love it. Thank you so much for joining us. I'll see you soon, Amanda. See you soon.
0: Bye.